From the talking heads on TV, to that one coworker who knows everything, to your second cousin whose uncle is a bank teller, everybody has retirement advice these days. We took to the streets and asked regular folks about retirement and how they're getting prepared. That and more today on Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Welcome in to Retire Smart Maryland Radio with Prashant Sabapathy. Welcome into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors. He's an independent fiduciary. He's also a published author, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. You can check out both publications, retiremaryland.com. Again, I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We always talk the retirement topics, but we also give you an opportunity to get on the counter with Prashant and his team at Elite Income Advisors, talk about your retirement situation. And the situation may vary. Uh, it could be that you haven't started planning, or maybe you're in the middle of something and you need a second opinion. We have carved out 10 appointments for the upcoming week for our radio listeners only. So listen up. We'll open those up here in just a little bit. So we spend a lifetime, Prashant, preparing for retirement or do we? Well, we sent our very own street reporter out, Dave Perkins, uh, to ask the people about their plans for retirement. Now, retirement preparedness, according to a survey by the Trans-American Center for Retirement Studies, only, get this number, 17% of workers out there are very confident, that's very confident, that they will have enough money to retire comfortably. That's alarming. And then 56% of the workers that are out there plan to work past the age of 65 or do not plan to retire at all. So those are some interesting numbers. So we were curious and we wanted to ask, well, uh, some questions. So we asked a number of people how their planning for retirement is actually going. That's a pretty comprehensive plan that takes into account um, all of our assets, real estate, everything. I'm going to work as long as I can and then I'm going to enjoy my grandchildren, great-grandchildren. That's my plan. Properties, stock count, savings, bonds. Um, we are saving money out of our monthly paycheck and trying to slowly start building up a savings. Okay, again, our man on the street, Dave Perkins, thank you for that. Now, what do you think, Prashant, of these responses? I mean, fairly typical. I mean, what advice would you offer up any of the people that we just heard from? Yeah, you know, everyone's got a different perspective on the, this these days. I think what we like to talk about all the time is while you're working, your financial life really just comes down to what I call money in and money out, right? It's income comes in from your paycheck, expenses go out, and somewhere along the way, you do your very best to save as much money as possible. And my opinion is when you get to retirement, that philosophy really doesn't change. It's still very much so about money in, money out. But of course, what changes is where your income is going to come from, okay? Income comes in, expenses go out, but where's that income going to come from? If it's no longer coming from a paycheck, it has to come from somewhere else. And so when 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 I hear people talk about you know sunsetting into retirement and then enjoying their grandkids, being able to travel, uh, their plan taking into account all different things like their assets and their real estate. I think what it really comes down to is what is your income going to look like when you get to retirement? Is it going to be enough for you to live your most fulfilling version 
of retirement? And number three is, is it going to be enough to stay retired, right? And, and, and what that has to do with is making sure that your income actually increases along with the cost of living in retirement. And it was really funny. I was meeting with a radio listener just about a week ago or so, and he came in and we were going through all of his uh, all of his income planning. And what we found is that he was a do-it-yourselfer and he did a great job estimating how much money he needed to actually retire comfortably. And then when we got you know, to projecting his plan 10, 15, 20 years down the road, my numbers that I put together for him and his numbers that he was planning for started to have a little bit of a divergence. And he said, why is that? How could I be so off on this? And I said, did you consider cost of living in retirement? And he said, oh, my goodness, I didn't. I didn't consider the fact that inflation is always going to be there. And so there's a lot of different moving parts to this, and, and people kind of alluded to that in the clips. But remember, retirement is just a function of money in and money out. You got to make sure that you have enough income to live the way that you want to. And then you have to make sure that that income rises through your retirement. Man on the street. I tell you, it's always interesting to hear what the general public out there is thinking when it comes to retirement planning. So we sent Dave Perkins out uh, to ask just some some routine questions. So when it comes to annuities, the A word, everyone out there has their very own opinion. Why, why do you not like them? Well, annuities tend to pay the broker or the salesperson a lot of money and anything that pays a big commission is not generally good for the client. Initial reaction right out of the box, does not like annuities. So he makes a point, and, and one we've covered many times on this show, Prashant. I mean, it depends on what kind of annuity. Do you think that the attitude towards annuities is changing? Why or why not? Obviously, that particular person wasn't a big fan. Annuities can be good. Annuities can be really bad. It all depends on what you are using them for. So I figured what we might be able to do here is kind of break down some of the pros and the cons here of the annuity. So let's go through some of the positives about annuities. Number one is annuities have the opportunity to offer you guaranteed income. Okay. And so that means you put some money into an annuity and no matter how long you live, you're going to get a guaranteed stream of income for the rest of your life potentially. So that's it's definitely a good thing. Annuities can also give you tax deferred growth, which means you put money into an annuity as it grows, you actually do not pay taxes until you take withdrawals. So that could be a good thing. Um, and then number three is if you get the right type of annuity, they can actually provide you with protection against market downturns. Okay. And so that's pretty cool. When the market goes down, it gives you a way to really protect your principal. Now, what are the downsides to annuities? Because certainly guaranteed income, tax deferred growth, protection against market downturns, those are all really really good things, but some annuities are actually high in fees, okay? And that could include the internal fees for the annuity itself. It could also include what's called a surrender charge. A surrender charge is a penalty that is levied upon you for taking too much out of, a, out of an annuity too soon. So that would be an early withdrawal penalty. So number one is annuities can have high fees, although there's been more and more kind of development of annuities out there that actually have low fees or in even some cases, no fees 
whatsoever. But you got to be careful there about fees. Number two is the lack of liquidity, right? And that's what I just alluded to. Annuities are designed to really be long-term types of contracts and generally they have significant penalties for early withdrawals that are that are excess withdrawals. So that's number two. And then number three is uh, there could be limited growth potential within an annuity. And that kind of goes back to uh, not being able to have the best of both worlds, right? If you have protection, 100% protection against market downturns, then you're probably going to have to give something up in order to get that protection. And in a lot of cases, that means that you could have limited growth potential. So when considering whether or not an annuity is the right thing for you, it's really important to consider your financial goals and your needs before moving forward with an annuity. Make sure you read the fine print. Make sure you understand all the fees and charges associated with that solution before you get into it. I'll tell you what, though, we've seen a lot of cases where an annuity is a fantastic thing for somebody's retirement. But I've also seen uh, folks come in from the radio program and they show us some of the the annuities that they got 10 and 15 years ago from other advisors. And some of them are really, really bad. You want to be really careful with that. Make sure you get a second opinion on it before you engage with that type of thing. Continue with our man on the street. When it comes to planning for retirement, very, very important to start early. And, and folks, more and more people are starting to do that. Dave Perkins, again, there he is. He found someone who seems to be on the right track at a very early age. Now, you're probably a long ways away from retirement, but do you think about it? Is that kind yeah, of- Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> I do have a retirement plan set up, of course. Do you, uh, are you aggressively contribute to that, or how have you got that set up? And well, I do um, 300 a month. So you're actually thinking about retirement then? Yeah, I mean, I can't work all my life, and these bones don't hurt that. These don't work. <laughs> do you worry about Social Security being there for you? Yeah, because they're using Social Security for other needs that's not supposed to be met for that, so... Again, big thank you to Dave Perkins, our man on the street. But that was a pretty young uh, worker out there, probably late 20s, early 30s max. And she's putting away 300 a month, Prashant. That's pretty impressive. But she's also concerned about Social Security and where that's going to be when she finally does retire. It's a fair question. I mean, when we, when you look at it, claiming Social Security is one of the biggest decisions that you're going to make as you get to retirement. You can claim that benefit now anywhere between the ages of 62 and 70 years old. The longer that you wait, the more that you'll receive. OK, and if you do claim uh, that dollar figure then you kind of lock it in, right? So once you make that decision, you're locked into that benefit. Now you do still get cost of living adjustments, but once you make that decision, it's almost like an irrevocable decision. Now, according to the Social Security Administration, claiming at age 62 can result in a reduction of as much as 30% uh, on that income compared to your full retirement age. So there's a lot of different moving parts to that. It all comes back to money in, money out, right? And Social Security is a huge part of that money in formula in addition to your retirement savings like your 401k, your TSP, 403b, maybe you're fortunate enough to have a pension, right? So if you've never coordinated or, or really figured out where that money in is going to come from, and if you've never figured out whether or not that money in is ultimately going to be enough for you to live the way that you want to, we're going to give you the opportunity to give us a call. The phone number is 800-653-8404. If you dial that number, you'll be able to set up a complimentary 
no obligation visit with our team here at Elite Income Advisors. When you come in to visit with us, we're going to take you through a comprehensive planning process, and we're going to help you put together a plan. That plan is something that we call the Retire Smart Roadmap. Okay, in order to come in and visit with us, though, it does require you to pick up the phone and give us a call. That phone number is 800-653-8404. It is totally complimentary, no obligation to become a client. So pick up the phone, give us a call. If you can't call in right now, visit retiremaryland.com. Coming up next on Retire Smart Maryland Radio, creating income in retirement critical. The question becomes, how can we generate regular dependable income in retirement? When we come back, we'll break it all down for you. Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. You can find Prashant during the week at Elite Income Advisors. Independent fiduciary, yes, he is. Two published books to his credit, Fiscal Health Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. And for more information on that, you can always go to retiremaryland.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week we hit these retirement topics, but we also give you an opportunity to get on the counter with Prashant and his team at Elite Income Advisors. See where you are in your retirement planning process. Maybe you haven't started Maybe you're in the middle of something. Maybe you need a second opinion. Maybe you just have questions about what you're currently going through. And a lot of people out there, and you might be in this boat as well, have this magnificent portfolio. Congratulations, you've accumulated. But do you have a plan for retirement? Well, if you don't, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the counter with Prashant and see where you can get started. All right. So here are some strategies we were talking about before the break. You know, dependable income in retirement, that's what everybody wants. So some strategies to help provide that for you. So let's start with, if you're fortunate enough, Prashant, you say this all the time, if you have a pension, great, but there's also annuity. That's exactly right. If you have a pension or an annuity, you're going to receive a regular income stream through your retirement years. And usually that income is going to be guaranteed to you, which means you don't need to worry about depending on the stock market going up or, or whatever to create that income. Now, the amount of income that you get if you use an annuity is simply going to uh, depend on the different terms of the contract. And that kind of applies to your pension as well. I'll tell you what, when you have the certainty of knowing where part of your income is going to come from in retirement, that is a huge deal to me. It's a, it's a very calming feeling to know exactly where your income is going to come from and how much it's going to be. So uh, having a pension is certainly a really good thing. Pensions are really just like annuities. And so annuities also offer you an income stream that is predictable throughout your retirement. Talking about, again, strategies to provide that regular dependable income, what can you do? So the pension or annuity, we've talked about that. And then here's one that everybody's going to lean on somewhat, and that's Social Security benefits. Yeah, Social Security is another huge source of guaranteed income in retirement. And of course, the amount you receive is going to depend on your earnings history. And of course, when you decide to actually begin receiving benefits, we talked about how you can collect it as early as age 62. You can delay it all the way until age 70. I think the challenge that most retirees have is they're unclear on when to actually make that election. So when you come in to visit with us, when we're putting together that Retire Smart Roadmap, that's going to consist of something called a Social Security 
timing report. Okay, the timing report is going to show you all of your different available options that you have when electing your social security benefit. And it's really going to take some of that mystery out of the financial planning process by providing you a heck of a lot of clarity and a lot of peace of mind as to how to make the correct social security election decision for you and for your family. And that's even more important, by the way, if you're a married couple, okay? I always say married couples have the most to gain by collecting their social security benefit correctly, but they also have the most to lose by doing it incorrectly. So very important to get it right. That's something that we're gonna help you out with. And by the way, that's part of that complimentary Retire Smart Roadmap that we're gonna help you put together. I tell you, and, and people don't think about it, but you really do need a social security claiming strategy that goes along with your retirement plan. Right now we're talking about you know providing that regular dependable income. How do you do it? If you're lucky enough to have a pension, that's fantastic. There are annuities out there that could also serve almost like your own, uh, you know, your own self pension. And then there's the social security benefit. When do you take it? How is that going to fit in with your plan? So let's get to some others uh, that can help you out with that regular dependable income. You have to have a withdrawal strategy. Yeah, and a withdrawal strategy really involves withdrawing almost like a fixed percentage of your investment portfolio each and every year. Now, that percentage that you're actually withdrawing may vary, and that may vary depending on market conditions. But really, the goal is to provide you with a dependable income stream while preserving your portfolio over time. Remember, retirement is all about income. It's all about making sure that your money in is higher than your money out. And you have to do that in a sustainable way. What I mean by in a sustainable way, what I mean by that is really saying, that that money, you have to have a high degree of certainty, in my opinion, that that money is going to last 25, 30, maybe even 35 years in retirement. So withdrawal strategy is not just, hey, I need $1,000 a month. Let me just go ahead and start withdrawing $1,000 a month until I run out. I think you have to do the pre-planning to really be certain that you have a great chance of never running out of money. If you've never gone through that exercise or if you don't know how to go through that exercise, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, but you're not sure how to project whether or not you are at risk of running out of money, that's something that we're going to help you with when you come in for that complimentary no-obligation visit with our team here at Elite Income Advisors. I mean, we get it. I mean, this is very personal. This is your retirement. It's your finances. But I, I would almost guarantee there's so many people out there that have no idea uh, and that is a concern. That's where a lot of the nerves come in. The anxiety comes in when it comes to retirement planning. You know, take that out. I mean, this is a no cost, no obligation uh, opportunity, no pressure, just to kind of chat about what's going on with your, you know, your retirement. And there are so many different elements that go into it. Right now, we're talking about, you know, that regular dependable income that you need for retirement. So pension or annuity, Social Security benefits, when you're going to take them, how you're going to take them, how it's going to fit in with your plan, withdrawal strategy. What about bond laddering? Yeah, so let's talk about bond ladders. But I also want to talk about dividend paying stocks, right? Because these two things, uh, offer you both a stock solution and a bond solution that could create income. So a bond ladder is simply just a portfolio of bonds with varying maturities. Those maturities could be a year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And by reinvesting the proceeds of the maturing bonds into new bonds, you can create a steady stream of income or interest that is 
hopefully relatively immune to market volatility. We see that now with CD ladders as well. Now, we never used to see it with CD ladders because, as we know, CDs really weren't paying a whole heck of a lot of anything back in 2014 through, you know, 2020, really. But with interest rates going up, we've definitely seen CD ladders become more popular. But then there's also dividend-paying stocks, right? And dividend-paying stocks can also provide you a regular stream of income in retirement. And of course, that means that the stocks themselves pay a portion of their profits to the shareholders in the form of dividends. And some companies have a really long history of increasing their dividends over time. But with that, you just have to be careful because let's say a stock has a 5% dividend. That sounds really, really good. But what happens when that stock price comes down? Right. If a stock is trading at $100 a share, right, and they offer you a 5% dividend on that, that's great. But now what happens if the, if the stock price goes down to $80 a share? Hmm. 5% of 80 is a lot less than 5% of 100, right? And so it's very important to be careful and not necessarily fully depend on dividends as a guaranteed type of things because – as a guaranteed source of income, I should say, because, you know, companies can change dividends over time, they can increase them, they can decrease them. We've seen companies in the past totally eliminate dividends. And so to use that as a fully reliable source of income, I think you have to have some caution there. But with that being said, it could be one way to create additional income in retirement. Having regular, dependable income in retirement so vital. We're talking about pensions, annuities, Social Security, a withdrawal strategy, bond laddering, dividend-paying stocks, all uh, can help you get there. But certainly, you have to have a plan. Got time for a couple others. And again, these are kind of obvious. You could probably do this uh, out there. Rental income, and then if you need it, part-time work. Yeah, if you own rental properties, rental income can provide a regular, dependable income stream in retirement. Now, that income may be subject to fluctuations, right? And that's going to depend on the rental market in your area. It also depends on your tenants, right? I mean, because as we know, you know, if you've if you've talked to anybody that's owned rental properties, it's not like you buy a rental and then your tenant just pays all your bills moving forward. Because as we know, as we've seen through the pandemic, tenants sometimes don't pay, right? And then when they don't pay, you're still on the hook to make your mortgage payment. So rental income could be a, a regular stream of income in retirement, but you got to make sure that you do it the right way. And then you mentioned part-time work. Some retirees choose to work part-time in retirement really to supplement their income. And that could be a good option for those who want to stay active and stay engaged in the workforce while also earning some additional income. But my biggest thing is if you're going to work in retirement, I believe that you should be working because you want to be working, not because you have to be working. And so in order to do that, it just comes down to making sure that you have enough income coming in so that you don't have to work unless you want to, right? Now, it's important to note that every retiree situation is unique and the income strategies that work best for any individual person is gonna depend on your own personal circumstances, your own goals, your own risk tolerance. But that's what working with a fiduciary, working with a real financial professional can help you do. It can, we can help you develop a personalized, customized retirement income plan that takes into account your individual needs 
and preferences. So let's open up those phone lines again, give you that opportunity. By the way, it's an exclusive opportunity to our radio listeners, and it's limited, meaning we only have a certain amount of spots. It's 10 spots that we make available every single week. All you have to do is dial the phone number. It's 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. When you call that number, our operators are standing by and they'll help you get onto our schedule here at our offices in Ellicott City in the next uh, week or two here. We're located right off of Route 100 in Snowden River Parkway, right across from the Victoria Gastro Pub and the Jam Restaurant, which used to be Expectations. So come give us a visit. It's totally complimentary when you come in to visit with us. We're going to help you take some of the mystery out of financial planning by helping you understand where your income is going to come from. There's no obligation to become a client, but you have to call now. 800 800- 653-8404 or visit retiremaryland.com. All right, coming up next on Retire Smart Maryland Radio, we just outlined some strategies to generate dependable income in retirement. Now, this time we're going to highlight some key items to make sure that you include in your retirement spending plan. That's coming up next. You're locked into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host, Prashant Sabapathy. You can find him at Elite Income Advisors, Independent Fiduciary, published author, two books to his credit, Fiscal Health Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. Check out retiremaryland.com. Great information there for you. You can find out information on the books and obviously grab uh, a copy for yourself. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we hit the topics each and every week. And I tell you, it's going to spark questions in you, the listener. We give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Prashant and his team at Elite Income Advisors. We only have 10 positions. Those positions are open. They're for the next couple of weeks, so you can schedule your time, but you need to grab one right now. 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. Again, 10 positions. It's no cost, no obligation, and no pressure. So when planning for retirement, very important to create a spending plan that takes into account you know, all the costs that you may face during your retirement, during your golden years. So we wanted to go over some key costs to consider. Make sure you make it a line item, so to speak. So let's jump into this. Let's talk about that spending plan. Housing costs, healthcare expenses, the first two on the list. Yeah, so housing costs is a big one. That's going to include your mortgage or even rent payments. You can't forget about property taxes, right? Even if you pay off your house, True. the property taxes are always going to be there. Okay, you got to consider utilities and maintenance, okay? House maintenance for your home or your apartment. Speaking of apartments or condos, you also have to consider condo fees. And the big thing there with condo fees is making sure that you're realizing that those things are probably going to increase in retirement. So very important to build that in to your spending plan. And one of the things we talk about is setting what I call a monthly income target. Okay, so monthly income target is what you want your target income to look like after taxes in retirement. So part of setting that monthly income target is uh, anticipating your housing costs. Now, you mentioned healthcare expenses as well, because, of course, as you age, you're likely to require more and more medical care. And that's going to include costs for insurance premiums, co-payments, uh, prescriptions and other healthcare related expenses. One of those 
by the way, is the cost of your Medicare Part B premium, which is, of course, automatically deducted from your Social Security check if you are collecting Social Security. So housing costs, health care expenses, two huge parts of determining what your monthly income target should be when you get to retirement. I'll tell you, and very important to just have an idea of what it's going to cost you as you move into your golden years. So, you know, plan on creating this spending plan well out from retirement and see if it's going to fit what you are actually going to want to do when you finally get into retirement. So housing costs and health care we've talked about, and you got to develop this spending plan. So these next two, and they have been really Really impacted over the last two or three years. Uh, we're talking about transportation costs and then food and groceries. I mean, we've seen inflation. We've seen what it's done. Uh, you're not kidding. I mean, when you get to retirement and you are on more of a traditional kind of fixed income, you're still going to need to pay for gas, right? Car maintenance or public transportation to get around. And so you have to include uh, the the potential that those costs are going to continue to rise right now. Hopefully gas starts to come back down, although it feels like we haven't really seen that. But with that being said, you got to hope that 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 stuff starts to normalize. But what if it doesn't? Right. What if inflation stays at six percent, five percent for the foreseeable future? How is that going to impact your retirement? More importantly, that monthly income target that we were talking about. Have you built in an increase to that target every single year? I think that's one of the biggest mistakes <laughs> that retirees make is that they don't increase their monthly income targets. So transportation costs are definitely there. And then, of course, food and groceries. You mentioned it. I mean, the cost is going to include regular meals as well as grocery shopping and, of course, any special dietary needs that you might have. And then that's going to kind of flow also into entertainment expenses, which is the next one. And entertainment could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It could mean eating out, but it also could mean traveling uh, or other leisure activities that you enjoy. You know, I'm a big Ravens fan. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't have too many <laughs> Commanders fans out there listening. But uh, if you're a Ravens fan, you know, going to those games is not a, not a cheap experience anymore. You know what I mean? So, like, you got to build all that into your monthly income target when you get to retirement. <laughs> yeah, you just alienated all the commander fans. I mean, with that chuckle, I hope there aren't any <laughs> commander fans out there. I don't. I don't yeah. know if there are many left, but uh, <laughs> hopefully that franchise will will move in the direction where the fans will be, you know, happy to come on back. And and you mentioned <laughs> entertainment expenses. I mean, you're not going to sit around and watch paint dry, right? When you're in retirement, so you need to make sure that that's going to be fitting into that that spending plan. Uh, this next one. It's a silent killer, man. I mean, I don't know how silent it is, but if you have created a lot of high interest debt, Prashant, this could absolutely kind of crush what you want to do. Yeah, and you have to factor in the cost of making debt repayments, uh, you know, kind of monthly payments in retirement, whether that's credit card debt, if you're still paying off student loans, or if you've co-signed on a loan for uh, one of your kids or grandkids or something like that, you got to build that into your financial plan. Uh, also car payments, right? A lot of times people get to retirement, they pay off their house, they pay off their car. But let's say you paid off your car the year that you retired. 
is it likely that you can go 20 years without buying another car? True. Right? Like that's not pretty typical. So even though you may not have that expense as you retire, where are you going to be 10 or 15 years from now? If you need a new car, you also need to have some wiggle room built into that monthly income target, right? If you need $6,000 a month, hypothetically, to pay for all of your expenses and your lifestyle, what I would say is in order to give you enough wiggle room to be able to assume something like a car payment into your retirement, maybe you want to set that monthly income target at $7,000 a month so that that's a goal you can try to shoot for. I mean, we never want people to just have the bare minimum that they need to live in retirement, we want you to be able to enjoy yourself, do the things you want to do, and not have to think too much about where your income is going to come from. And one of the best ways to do that is to set a higher target than what you actually need. And so this is what I call building wiggle room into your financial plan. Wiggle room. I like that. Now, again, you need to do this well out from retirement, and this will give you an opportunity to really kind of dive in on some of these numbers. We're going over, you know, just making sure you're including a number of these areas for your spending plan in retirement, housing costs, healthcare expenses, transportation costs, food and groceries, entertainment expenses, that debt repayment to make sure the high interest debt is out of there. Uh, all of these things are big, big concerns. Uh, Prashant, I know that uh, we've got an opportunity for our listeners to get on your calendar and talk about these very situations that they are preparing for. And this is no cost, no obligation, no pressure. So stay tuned for that. This next one, and you got to have this on, on that line too, and that's taxes. We, we should have probably made this the first one, don't yeah. you think? Like, I mean, it's I very, think... very important. It's, it's there, <laughs> but yeah, we can, we can bump it up the list. Yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, taxes are always going to be there, whether it's income taxes, which is, you know, the biggest one that we think of. We talked about property taxes. But of course, when it comes to income taxes, you got to consider what your sources of income are. For example, Social Security, you don't pay Maryland state income tax on that. And believe it or not, on your Social Security benefit, all of it may not be taxable. You know, we've seen cases where people only pay taxes on 50% of the Social Security benefit that they receive. We've seen cases where people pay a, a maximum of uh, 85% of their benefit is taxable. So it, it all depends on where your income is going to be coming from. We talked earlier about how annuities are tax deferred until you take withdrawals. What about capital gains taxes on your investments, right? So there's so many different types of taxes out there. All your sources of income could be taxed differently. Of course, Roth IRAs, are tax free if they're used properly. So you have to factor in all of those different moving parts. Not every stream of income is treated the same from a tax standpoint. So you want to have a really, really good understanding about that uh, before you get into retirement and really factor that into your financial and retirement plan. I mean, so important to have that retirement plan, which includes everything that we've been talking about. I mean, think about it, folks. We, we talked about generating dependable income in retirement, but also, you know, having that spending plan and knowing, you know, what you're going to be putting your money towards and how that's going to add up for you. And can you afford to do certain things? So housing costs, health care expenses, transportation costs, food and groceries, entertainment expenses, you know, debt repayment if you have debt. And then the taxes, all of this needs to be included uh, in that spending plan, but also factored into your overall 
retirement plan. There are so many different areas you have to be concerned about. And working with a professional, working with an independent fiduciary who can sit there and kind of, you know, walk with you down this path, uh, make suggestions, and also bring up a few items maybe you had forgotten uh, when it comes to your retirement, so, so vital as you move towards your golden years. Well, we are up against it, Prashan, and I know that you've got the 10 positions. So let's walk them through what's going to happen for these 10 appointments next week. Yeah, so you're going to pick up the phone and give us a call. It's 800-653-8404. You'll be able to book a complimentary, confidential, by the way, uh, conversation with our team here at Elite Income Advisors. When you come in to visit with us, we're going to go through your entire situation. Now, when you come in to visit with us, you're not agreeing to become a client. In fact, we're not agreeing to take you as a client. But what we are doing is we're getting you what you need, which is the information to be empowered to make the best possible decisions as you head into your retirement. We're going to take a look at your income. We're going to help you project where your income is going to come from, how much it's going to be, and whether or not it's going to be increasing with the cost of living in retirement. We'll also take a look at your retirement portfolio and we'll do what we call a risk stress test. That stress test is going to show you a projection of how your portfolio may perform in different market conditions, the good market conditions, but more importantly, we'll show you how your portfolio is projected to perform in bad market conditions. All of these things are going to help you take the mystery out of the financial planning process and give you some clarity and comfort as to how you can retire on your own terms. It starts with that phone call. It's 800-653-8404 or visit retiremaryland.com. All right. When we come back on Retire Smart Maryland Radio, it's time for question and answer. Welcome back into Retire Smart Maryland Radio. Your host is Prashant Sabapathy. You can find Prashant at Elite Income Advisors. He's an independent fiduciary. He's a published author with two books to his credit, Fiscal Health, Retirement Wealth, and Retire Abundantly. You can check out retiremaryland.com. There's more book information there, great information on Prashant and his team. Again, that's retiremaryland.com. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. It is now time for question and answer. We want to remind you uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elite Income Advisors. Meet with Prashant and his team about your retirement situation. Maybe you haven't started planning. Great time to do it. Or you're in the middle of something, you need that second opinion. Again, those spots are going to open up here in just a little bit. All right. So let's go to Columbia for this first question. Aurelia is asking you this. Coming up on 59, a couple of million across IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, Roth 401k, and an ESOP, as well as 200k in those 401ks. I do not have a cash nest egg, and I'm ready to retire, but not sure how to do the health care and bridge the gap. It's all in, you know, in my retirement accounts. I've got a great job, but I'm ready to make my exit. What are some of my options? Yeah, this is a great question. This is a classic case of being what I call top heavy, okay? So top heavy is kind of a term that I came up with that represents someone who's done a really, really good job saving money. Like in this case, we have a couple million dollars here, which to me is a heck of a lot of money to have saved for retirement. But the issue is most of that money is in pre-tax or, or you know, really Roth retirement accounts, which cannot be accessed until 59 and a half years old. So if you're coming up on 59, you got to kind of wait to 
go ahead and access those IRAs and Roth IRAs. However, there is a rule out there, believe it or not, that says that if you are working for a company and you have a current 401k plan, as long as you separate from employment in the year that you turn 55 or older, you can actually access money out of that 401k without a penalty for early withdrawal. Now, that does not apply to IRA accounts and Roth IRA accounts, but it does apply to the 401k that you left uh, from the employer that you are retiring from, provided you're over the age of 55. And so when you talk about bridging the gap, I'm assuming that's talking about bridging the income gap until you can actually access that several million dollars that you have in the IRA and the Roth. Great way to do that would be by actually leaving some money in the 401k and uh, withdrawing that until the IRAs become available. Now, before anybody just takes action on that, I think what you have to have is you have to have a comprehensive and coordinated plan, okay? Try not to give too specific of advice on the radio here, uh, simply because there's so many different moving parts and so many different intricacies to every single individual financial plan. And so Aurelia, you have a, a really good situation there. And it sounds like what you may need to do is just make a tweak here or a tweak there to really have some structure in how your plan is going to be coordinated. Okay, so great situation, great question there. My advice, come in to visit with us and we'll help you put that income plan together. And the income plan is going to give you a heck of a lot of clarity in figuring out where that income is going to come from, what a Accounts you're going to be taking it from, and most importantly, how long is that income going to last through your retirement? Retire Smart Maryland radio question and answer portion of the program. Next up, we have Otto in Pasadena. Here's the question 57 married, no other dependents, and planning to retire in 10 years. I've been self managing plans and funds for decades, and I'm comfortable. With my plan and my practice, I wanted to create a relationship, there are air quotes there, with someone who could kind of step in on topics that I'm not as sure about and, and help to manage the portfolio, make regular disbursements to my wife as to make sure she is set for life. Now, she has virtually no interest in financial topics, and basically, I need a backup for myself. I mean, is this something that you see often and any chance you think you can help um, maybe get my wife fired up about this? Yeah, Otto, great question. And we see that a heck of a lot these days where one spouse has kind of taken charge of the financial, uh, you know, planning. And so that is a good thing in a way, but it can also be detrimental because if one thing, if something happens to you, then what is your spouse going to end up doing if they don't really have an idea of where things are or how things are working or you know what the plan should be if one spouse passes away so the concern you're bringing up is uh, totally legitimate and uh, we see it quite often my advice is that spouses really need to go through the financial planning process together now that doesn't mean that both spouses need to be supremely involved with every single aspect of the financial planning but I do believe that everybody needs to be on the same page. One of the things that we do for our clients is we give out a, a, something that we call your personal financial inventory binder. 
Okay, so that personal financial inventory is kind of a one-stop shop. It's got an asset summary, which shows what your net worth is. We put a copy of your income plan in there. We put together all your statements in that binder. We put together all your annuity and life insurance contracts. And there's even a tab in there for your will or your legal documents as well. And so the reason we keep a personal financial inventory or we recommend that everybody has a personal financial inventory is simply so that if something happens to one spouse, and if that spouse is the the person that's handling the finances, the rest of the family or the surviving spouse can effectively pick up that binder and know exactly what they need to do next. It really takes a lot of the worry out of the financial planning process. And so I think it's a great tool that we use for all of our clients to make sure that people stay on track. Question and answer portion of the program. Retire Smart, Maryland Radio. You're tuned to it. Your host is Prashant Sambapathy. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. You're going to have your own set of questions. And we, we talk about this often. You know, these questions might be similar to what you're going through, but they're not exactly what you're going through. And your retirement plan needs to be customized to you. Uh, it might be similar, but remember, uh, your moving part's going to be totally different from anybody else's. So make sure uh, you have those puzzle pieces. They fit well. Well together, and that starts with sitting down and creating that retirement plan. Going to be an opportunity to get on the counter with Prashant and his team, and you can do that very thing. All right, next up, Annapolis Beth is asking you this: My parents are 62 and 64, and will retire in about three to five years. They both have a pension, good for them, and will also get Social Security. Uh, that will get them to about 80% of their current income, which is enough. Now, they have about 100K in 401Ks, and they also have 100,000 in very variable annuities. They also own their home at 650K uh, in equity. Uh, I've heard that the 60-40 split of stocks and bonds was a good strategy. Is this how they should be allocated, or are there maybe other investment vehicles that would be better for people in their scenario. So when we talk about risk, I think a lot of times you'll go to see a financial advisor and they'll talk about this 60-40 thing, or they'll ask you if you're a conservative, moderate, or aggressive investor, right? I mean, I think that's like a pretty common thing that most financial advisors will ask their clients. Now, to me, I don't really ever ask that question to clients. And the reason is, I think it's really vague, right? And when we create financial plans, we want those plans to be ultra specific. Okay. We don't want them to be vague. We want them to be specific. So here's something to think about is on whatever money you have saved for retirement. I don't care if it's a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars or $5 million. I think the question that you need to ask is how much money can I lose before I begin to feel uncomfortable? Okay, I think every one of our radio listeners should have an answer to that question. How much money can you lose before you begin to feel uncomfortable? And then when we evaluate things like the 60-40 stock split portfolio, stock bond split uh, portfolio, or any other types of investments, it's really important to do something called a drawdown analysis. So drawdown analysis is a measurement of how much your portfolio could lose from its top to its bottom through a catastrophic market cycle. So I'll give an example. Let's say you have a million dollars saved for retirement and you said, 
I don't want to lose more than $100,000 because that is my comfort zone. And now we do this drawdown analysis. It's, a, it's effectively a stress test on your portfolio. And what we find is that you're at risk of losing $250,000, okay? Is that outside your risk tolerance? I mean, of course it is, right? If you're comfortable losing 100,000 and the analysis shows that you could lose 250,000, then that is an immediate red flag. And that is the type of thing that you have to address. So Beth, your question is a good one. How should your parents be allocated? I think a lot of that depends on how they actually feel about taking risk. And then once we determine how they feel about taking risks specifically, we're going to do that analysis, which will show whether or not their portfolio is positioned to operate within their risk tolerance. And if they are operating within their risk tolerance, maybe they don't need to make any changes at all. But what we often find is people unknowingly are operating outside of their risk tolerance. And if that is the case, that says that you should probably make some changes. Now, if you don't know how to do that, it's a great opportunity to give us a call. We're running out of time in today's show. So this will be our last opportunity to open up the phone lines and schedule that complimentary, no obligation visit with our team here at Elite Income Advisors. That phone number again is 800-653-8404. That's 800-653-8404. When you call in, you'll be able to schedule that complimentary, no obligation visit with our team at Elite Income. And when you come in to visit with us, we're going to take you through a series of planning tools. We'll walk you through a social security timing report, which will help give you comfort and confidence to collect your social security benefit in the most optimal way possible for your unique situation. We'll put together an income for life plan that will help you project how much income you're going to have after taxes each and every year for the rest of your lifetime. And number three, we will do that portfolio stress test for you. And that stress test is going to help you understand whether or not you are truly operating within your tolerance for taking risk. When you come in to visit with us, it is totally complimentary. You leave your checkbook at home. There's no obligation to become a client. But with that said, this is your last chance to call in that phone number again, 800-653-8404-800-653-8404 or visit retiremaryland.com. Another edition of Retire Smart Maryland Radio is in the books. For Prashant Sabapathy, I'm Morgan Patrick. We'll see you on the radio next week. Guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. If you withdraw money from or surrender your contract within a certain period of time after investing, the insurance company may assess a surrender charge. Withdrawals may be subject to tax penalties and income taxes. Persons selling annuities and other insurance products receive compensation for these transactions. Products are subject to fees and additional expenses. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Elite Income Advisors Incorporated is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Maryland and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by security regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.